Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Justice. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. People's champ. People's champ. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Talking about me. Hello, folks. How are you tonight? I am the Fantasy Jester, and that is why the show is named the Fantasy Jester Show. You know, several months ago, when we had a contest, we had a contest, we had a giveaway, uh, name my show. Uh, we, we put it out there on a website, and uh, we asked everyone to name what my show would be, you know, I was writing for a website, name the show. The most simplest name was the one that stuck. Name it after me. Why not? Why wouldn't you? You know, if you have the opportunity, and this is my advice to anybody, if you have the opportunity to go ahead and have a radio show, have a name after you. Why not? Why wouldn't you? And have fun with it. That's what we do here. We have fun. We bring you a lot of stats. We bring you a little bit of everything uh, in this show. You know, we have three different shows. We report to you live from D-Land, Florida, for these shows, where tonight it is currently still 83 degrees. It uh, looks like we might be clouding up getting our usual storm, so that should be interesting if we get that. But, uh, you know, I was mentioning that, well, we have other shows. We have this show. Uh, and the other two shows, I didn't name the Fantasy Justice show again because that would confuse people. Um, I wanted to change it up and, and give it a different name. We have a football show, the Gridiron Guys. That's JT and I. Everything football. All, everything you could possibly want football. And this week, I'm using my rant time to introduce some of you who are regulars for the Fantasy Justice Show, but haven't quite caught on yet on the other shows, uh, what to expect over there. You know, we have the Gridiron Guys. That's on Thursday night, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock Eastern Time. It's going to be your show just before Thursday night football when the season comes. It's going to give you the breakdown. It's going to give you fantasy stats and more. Interesting guests. On Wednesday night, we have FXE Live, which already, I mean, we're only two shows in, and the the following already out of the gate is just wonderful. And, and it's been a fantastic show. I mean, right out of the gate, the very first show, I mean, 
If you haven't heard it, fantasyjestersports.com. Go over, listen to, if you're any kind of wrestling fan, go listen to our very first show right out of the gate. Joe Pepitone's our guest. It's the debut show. You can go to our archived editions. It's on the radio show's page. Go to our archives edition, and you will hear, I promise you, the best wrestling show. And in particular, I mean, for a debut show, to come out of the gate like that, uh, I'm pretty proud of it. And so is everybody that works with me on the show. And again, that show there, that uh, again, my usual suspect, JT, is with me on that. If you're noticing a theme... JT is with me wherever I go, whatever I do. <sighs> no, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's with me everywhere I go. And why wouldn't I? We are here, Fantasy Justice Sports come, and all the shows are here to do one thing. Not just make it funny, but bring you the best of everything that we can. Now, in that, we bring you great guests. We have great guests on the show. Look, I mean, here, the Gridiron guys. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Cross, former defensive end of Miami Dolphins, and you're with the Gridiron guys. You know, the wrestling show. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. So for shows now, we're a podcast, and, you know, these are the beginnings. You heard the beginning of the Fantasy Justice show. Miami Dolphin fires up and down. You get the idea that we have some interesting guests. We have some inroads to people. True insider information, folks. This is how we're getting these people. Now, what we're going to do is over these coming weeks, we have absolutely ridiculous guests lined up. Next Saturday, next Saturday, we're going to have a young lady on. Her name is Jenna, and I'm going to tell you, she stands for everything that is great about women's power. You want to empower, you have a daughter, you want to make her feel empowered that she can do whatever she possibly can, listen to our guests next week. We're going to have different guests on all these shows at various times, like tonight, you're going to have JT and I, simply because what we're going to bring to you is that important. We don't want any static in the background. We don't want you to miss our message of what we're trying to tell you. See, tonight's show, and, and listen, it's, it's the same old fantasy justice show from this standpoint. We're going to bring you a little bit from every sport. Every sport, we're going, to, we're going to touch on it at least a little bit so that we have something for each fan. This week, we're not as much onto the extreme sports because that will be covered next week. And it'll be covered well, let me tell you. Again, you're not going to want to miss that. Then, tonight, you have baseball and you have wrestling. That's going to be most of the show. Now, we're going to start out, we're going to cover the American League first, and then we're going to go ahead, do a little wrestling, talk about the upcoming draft, 
We're going to talk about the NFL supplemental draft and what the future of that supplemental draft is. Then we're going to go back, talk about the National League, what's going on for that second half. So when we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball the rest of the season here, going down the stretch, what can you expect? We don't want any other static going on. We don't want somebody coming in that really shouldn't be. You know, they're a guest. Maybe, you know, you, you see, heard some of our guests. They're not all for fantasy sports. So, you know, we want to make sure you get in nice and clear. And, you know, without any further ado, I want to go ahead. I'm going to bring in my esteemed colleague, the guy that you need to listen to. You can ha- talk to him on Twitter at Fez437. The one, the only, Jason Townsend. Jason, we are solo, you and I tonight. We've got some points to tell people, don't we, brother? Oh, yeah, we've got some information tonight. I've uh, got some good stuff to talk about, and it's only nine short weeks till NFL kicks off. So <laughs> I'm excited. Can't wait. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I, just, I can't I really wait. Can't I'm wait. NFL, you know baseball, what? you're the All-Star break is over. Thank God it's the longest week of the baseball season for me. Get it out of the way and let's get back to baseball, you know? Baseball's the longest season to me. It's just like, oh, my God. Really? It's just a halfway point? It. It's a halfway point. I know. Now. Well, just a touch over the halfway point, you know, could they could they stand to kick back to about 140, 142 games? I think they could. But you know the owners will never take that coin out of their own pocket by doing that. No, 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 no. Um, and, and you know, I, I I joke. I really do. I kid. I love my baseball, and it really is a sport. Again, I guess because I'm older, you know, the younger crowd is having a little bit of a problem. It seems like with it. But for me, I I just I like to be able to kick back, take in a game, watch the game. And just relax. What it used to be, you know, people lose what it used to be and what it meant to this country to just stop. Right. Go take the game at the ballpark and relax. Look, take your family, get outside, out in the sun, uh, you know, enjoy a baseball game, relax, just and have a good day. It was a full day thing. You know, now it's you've got indoor stadiums. Uh, let's make the game faster. Pitch clocks. You know, everything is instant gratification now. So, you know, I think I think you're right. I think some people miss the whole idea of what a baseball game is supposed to be. Um, no, uh, everybody's busy chasing something that's not really there. Oh, I, I have to tell you, this whole uh, Pokemon Go thing, I had no idea what this was. And uh, a guy I work with uh, was telling me about it. And not 10 minutes later, as I'm walking outside, I see this grown woman had to be in her 50s walking along on her phone. She got walked right out in the middle of the road in front of a car. And I I asked her, what are you doing? She said, playing Pokemon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Sure, let me get let me become a hood ornament for the rest of my life so I can catch a fictional you know, fictitious character. Uh fantastic. Gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh I liked you know, at first I kinda laughed about it. I have to you know, 'cause it's not not from my generation. So at first I had to laugh that people are out there chasing down imaginary objects. And while I haven't caught on to the craze yet, Although, you know, I, here's the thing about me. I am like curious friggin' George. I, I, it's killing me to not at least see what it's about. And, and I'm afraid I'm afraid I'll get hooked because I'm a moron. I, I really am. I am, I am there's something there is something seriously wrong with the jester, folks. And I am afraid that I would get so addicted to this crap. But here's the thing. I like it for this reason. It's getting people up and out. Yeah, they're out there moving. They're out there moving around. I guess you have to. I guess you have to take so many steps to upgrade your character or something. So yeah, you know what? In a lot of ways, it is getting people moving. I'll give you that. Of course, it's getting them moving in front of cars, but they are moving. Well, it's a process of elimination through natural selection. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I but I'm also the one that says take off all the child warnings or things and and in the uh, just let it all sort itself out, man. But that's it, exactly, yeah, yeah. Let's I get to let's get to some baseball. Let's get to some baseball. Let's go to we we really just strayed right off course there, didn't we? Uh, we Pokemon yeah. and go right down the road. Oh, al. Let's go American League, and uh, let's talk about the American League. As we sit right now, I'm sitting here looking, and when I sit here and I see, I look at the leaders, I look at the guys behind them, and I I try and think of, okay, who are my five teams? Who are my five teams, and who's taking the division? Who's the wild cards? Um, Well, that's tough. I was just going to say that's tough because, I mean, honestly, if you're even talking about, let's say, the, the top team in the AL, I mean, the you know, you're, you got a, a Baltimore at 52 wins, Cleveland at 53, and Texas at 54. So, I mean, it's a tight race at the top. There is a little bit of separation uh, in, in a couple of the divisions. The AL East is really the, the closest at this point. The uh... – Here's my thing, though. Uh, can the Rangers hold off Houston? Because Houston's coming. Houston's coming. And, you know, we, and yep, what is Darvish? Here, here's going to be the problem. I don't think they can hold off Houston if Darvish doesn't finish the season. I don't think they can hold off Houston if Darvish does. That's a lot of stress to put on one guy's arm, especially one that's coming back from Tommy John surgery as it is. Already had one setback, uh, you know, about what is it about three weeks ago when he came back. The number that scares me for the Rangers fans, now granted, 54 and 37, I mean a 59% winning percentage, but they average 4.9 runs per game and allow 4.8. Awful they tight. Are- I mean – Think about they that. are nineteenth. They are nineteenth, and currently of the ten teams that I have, five for the AL, five for the NL. 
They are 19th in ERA and the worst of the 10 teams that I have. That is thanks to no Darvish. No, so what can he root one guy? That's one guy, though. I mean, last time I checked, the rotation's five men. Uh, you know, Perez yeah, is up changes. and down. That changes. Your number one becomes your number two where he should be. It's not. It right. really does help your staff. It's not like you're bringing a middle of the rotation guy where how much of an effect is No, you're changing what everybody and who everybody faces every week. I'll so, give you that, but it's it. not like you're – it's not like you're bringing Darvish back from a, you know, a broken leg or a broken foot. He's coming back with on Tommy John surgery. So, what kind of innings can you expect on this guy? Uh, their bullpen has been up and down, and if you look at the last thirty games, they're seventeen and thirteen. But let's mm-hmm. look at something different. Last twenty games, they're eight and twelve, and in the last ten games, they're two and eight. So they're, they're yeah. trending. Yeah, they're trending the, the wrong way, and Houston's going the exact opposite. 21-9 and 30, 15-5 in their last 20, 6-4 in their last 10. So in their last 10 games, they've already gained four on. You know, so they're only four and a half out. So I, I just yeah. don't see how they hold Houston off. Yeah, well, and, and again, it just seems funny that the team that has the 19th best ERA – is faltering, and the team that has the eighth best ERA is the one that's coming on in Houston. You know, right? It is the, it is the numbers just working itself out. Well, and, fixing, and let's look at itself. Houston a little closer. Had right. you had we have talked back in February and said, hey, at the All Star break, if you'd have told me Doug Fister was going to be leading the Astros in wins, you know where's Dallas Keuchel at in this equation? You know, he's six and nine with a 4.8 earned run average on the season, but he's trending up. He's really, really starting to look a little more like himself over the last five or six starts. So if he gets going, you know, Michael Fires has been serviceable. Colin McHugh's up and down. Lance McCullers is a young arm that just, he seems to get a little better each game. So, it just seems like they have a lot more firepower in their rotation than, than Texas does, and that's why I don't think Texas will hold on. Do you think uh, the Royals will make a run? I mean, uh, let's Kane is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they just too far out? I mean, wouldn't they? I mean, let's be honest. First of all, they would need to make a move for a bat. They need to make a move for a couple bats. They're uh, – I just don't think – I mean, they've got the greatest bullpen out there, and they probably are the best defensive, uh, metric-wise, the best defensive team in the American League, if not all of baseball. I just don't think they have the offense to score enough runs. Uh, Four runs per game, and they're giving up an average of 4.3. And they're nine and a half out. And Cleveland – I mean, Cleveland has absolutely owned the Central, 27-11 and record versus Central this year. So I don't think they're going to catch those Indians. Uh, you know, Indians are doing a great job at both ends. They are sixth in ERA and eighth in runs scored. So they're, they're getting it. They're getting it in pitching and hitting. You know, there are people out there. Pardon me. Oh well, no, I was going to say. And if you look at that, four point nine and four point eight runs scored and runs against that Texas has, 
In, in contrast, yeah. Cleveland averages five runs per game and gives up four runs per game. So a full run per game differential, um, you know, that's that's big when you're you know almost a hundred games into the season, you're you're doing something right. Yeah, no, without a question, without a question. You see the, uh, but there's a lot of people that I talk to that just aren't sold on Cleveland. And I've been saying, you know, guys, we, we've been talking about them since the beginning of the year. We had Jim Rosenhaus, uh, their radio announcer, one of their radio announcers uh, on the uh, show, talk to him. He seemed like it could be an interesting year. He was uh he was cautiously optimistic when he was on. Well, well, any Indians fans out there listening, rest easy, because I believe Jan Gomes, his slump is over. For those of you that may not know, Jason Kipnis, Mike Napoli, Lonnie Chisenhall, and Chris Jimenez tonight bought a chicken, a pinata. They bought some tapes, kazoos, and tambourines, and they pulled the uh, Pedro <laughs> Serrano, uh, you know, ritual. <laughs> to take the curse off of Jan Gomes' bat tonight. They did this in the clubhouse before the game. So Gomes should come out on fire at this point. Uh, did they get Joe Boo? I don't think Joe Boo was available. I think he had a previous commitment this evening. <laughs> anyway, I see it won't work, but you got to have Joe Boo, man. It's no, it's no good without Joe Boo. You know, but that to me, that talk, look how loose that clubhouse. They're having fun. It's hard to beat a team like that. They're having fun. And, again, it's uh, – I recently did a piece, maybe, geez, I'd say it was three, four weeks ago. Uh, it's on fantasyjusticesports.com, folks. Click on the MLB tab. You'll see it. It's on Terry Francona. He just has a knack for being successful wherever he goes. Uh, so this is no great shock. This was coming with no. Cleveland. It was just a matter of time. And, again, it just seems funny. You know, Boston Clubhouse having a good time. They like their, they liked their manager. They played hard for their manager. Here we are again. Now we're in Cleveland. They like the manager. They're having fun with the manager. Jim Rosenhaus on that show. Folks, you can go to our archived editions here on Blog Talk Radio. And go see our archived edition uh, labeled Jim Rosenhaus, and he, he tells some great stories, but probably none greater than the story of Terry Francona water ballooning his GM and then the <laughs> ensuing payback. Right. The payback. ensuing payback, uh, uh, the setup job to get Terry Francona back. This is what you have. You have a guy who's going to. Coach your men. He's going to coach them up. He's going to teach them the fundamentals of the game. He's going to teach them how to play the right way, how the game should be played. He's going to show them work ethic through his own work ethic, what it takes to be successful. And then on top of it, he's going to make it fun for you as you're doing it. It really, it really, really helps. Because when we were talking about that long season, in that long season, you're going to have ups, but you're going to have downs. And it's during those down times that you need that kind of locker room. 
because it's going to happen. You're going to go through your slump. It just ha- you, you can't be hot the whole season. And having a Terry Francona locker room is what I believe helps keep those slumps to a minimum. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else helps? Don't forget that you're talking about a team that's got the second best record in the American League, and now they're getting that, that person back that they don't have to trade for in Michael Brantley. They're doing all this without who's probably their best or second best hitter. Uh, yeah. You know, they, so he's, he's due back very shortly. So talk about, you know, going out and acquiring someone that you had to give nobody up for, basically. They're getting a big piece of their, uh, their team coming back here very, very shortly. They're in first. They are literally making a trade in the middle of the season to pick up a great hitter. That's what it's akin to and not having to give anything up for it. I mean, exactly. what more, they, the only thing that they need is possibly one more bullpen piece. Which at this time of the year, when you have teams like the Angels, the A's, you know, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, that are all struggling, that all have some solid bullpen pieces, they really aren't that hard to acquire. No, no, not at all. Bullpen help right now is probably, at the end of the year, it's always one of the easier ones that you can get a hold of. Um, But, again, we talked about how they're the eighth in runs now without Brantley. Right. You know, yeah, the American the League, people, people I, I'm telling you, I bet you if you asked people out there, how are the Indians doing this year? The casual baseball fan, yeah, I watch baseball occasionally or whatever. They're not going to give you a Cleveland record. They're not going to know just how good this team is. They're going to surprise people. And, folks, what we're going to do is later on, we're going to break down the NL. Because in the NL, I have a team that is on the fringe real quick. I mean, they are starting to make a little bit more waves than people might be seeing. And I think that they are literally, in my opinion, they are one starting pitcher away. Stay tuned for who that team is. But first, we've got to pay a little bills, and then we're going to do the WWE Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com 
And where should people go to get help starting a business? All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, Bedfromyourbed.com All right, Ethan, one more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, Bedfromyourbed.com That's right, folks, Breadfromyourbed.com. There you go, and, uh, you know, we've got to pay the bills there, and there's one of our great sponsors Honestly, folks, if you haven't had the opportunity to go check out breadfromyourbed.com, great site, make a couple extra bucks from home. They've got a place there that you click on right now, you can make 20 bucks in literally 10 minutes. So check it on out. Also, I'm going to go ahead, we're going to bring JT back. And uh, we had somebody send in to me. Uh, via text, want to know if we were going to break down the divisions, the American League East and all that. Uh, I think what we'll do is over these next couple of weeks, we're going to break down the take a look at each division individually. You know, in the interest of time tonight and how we're all set up, I appreciate the question, um, but just look for that in our coming broadcast. So, you know, like next week, we'll break down a division or two. Uh, we'll see what we set up for that show because, again, we have a fantastic guest. But uh, thanks so much for your question. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, JT, you back with me? I'm here. I'm ready to go. Beautiful. Uh, folks, we're going to go ahead now. We're going to change gears for a minute. We'll get back to the Major League Baseball, and we're going to get back to the NL later on. Uh, but right now, I want to go ahead. We uh, We've told you – We've got the show FXE Live, and we talk all the wrestling there, but we don't want to just leave it there. We have, you know, we want to spend a couple of minutes here uh, with our fans on this show who join us for this show and go over what's coming up now. This Tuesday night, WWE is going to have the Raw and SmackDown draft. It's going to be Stephanie versus Shane. There's a rumor out there about Daniel Bryan being the GM for SmackDown. That should be that. That'll be an interesting. If that if that's a true rumor, I don't know. JT, have you heard the same thing? Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, and that makes a lot of sense. Somebody like Daniel Bryan would fit in great with what Shane McMahon is talking about wanting to do with SmackDown Live. So makes a lot of sense. And he's a fan favorite on top of that. Now, what just recently happened, though, is going to be an interesting set of circumstances. Recently, Brock Lesnar, who wrestles Hmm. and is UFC, was found that he uh, violated the anti-doping test that UFC gives. It was a test that was given at the end of June. I believe it was the 26th or the 28th, so it was recent. And he failed that test. Now, what the implications are, and uh, I think he's fighting it, but what does this do to the draft? What does this do to his standing in the WWE, before we get into the draft and who might go when and all that, 
I, I want to get JT's opinion on what does this do to Brock Lesnar? What do you think, JT? Well, I want to qualify. I know it's still all alleged at this point, so I want to make sure I, I qualify that. But if this is true, to me it really uh, damages his brand um, and, and credibility on the show um, as far as you know being the beast incarnate. Um, I just think a lot of people will look at him differently, uh, you know, when that music hits and he comes out, is he still a great athlete? Is he still larger than life? Absolutely. But it just won't have the same meaning, uh, for me or for several of the fans, in my opinion, as far as when he comes out. So if WWE smart, they will not put him in any major storyline at this point, uh, until they see something different. Hmm. That's an interesting take, sir. That is a that is a very interesting take. Um it's not at all anywhere where I thought. Um because here's, <laughs> I, I can't I first of all, uh the very first time Brock Lesnar walks out to that WWE ring or into the UFC ring and you take a look at him. It is not reasonable to think that's natural. They don't grow men like that on trees. There's no way in my, I know in my pea brain, I never thought that was ever natural. I thought like everybody kind of figured no shit. Um, You would think that you would think that, but there is one saying in life, ignorance truly is bliss. So you're not thinking about it. It's never been reported. And just like when he walks out on stage and wrestles or fights The Undertaker, you know in a lot of ways the outcome isn't real. But it's all part of the of the image and the, uh, the legend of Brock Lesnar. And I think that's what hurts him because now people can't even believe that he's that big monster. Oh, he's still a big monster. He's still a big monster, and that's not going to change. I mean, uh, like I said, this was something that, I don't know, I, I guess I, I, I'm silly like that. I I look at some of these guys that are on there, and to me, you can tell who's natural, who's not. There's guys on that show that I'd be shocked if it's natural. I mean, let's be honest about it. I mean... I love the guys. They're great workers and all, but, you know, please don't tell me that certain guys are that big naturally because that doesn't naturally occur. I mean, it just is proven that that you can't build yourself that big without help. You know, um, but in that, what happens to Lesnar about the same thing that happens to every other sports athlete? Slap on the wrist. Let's keep going. Same thing that's going to happen to Reigns. Here's your month. Let's keep going. Not going to matter. Not going to matter. It's not going to change a damn thing. He'll be wrestling. Uh, what what might happen? He might not wrestle for a month. He's still going to get drafted. Somebody will draft him low. Let's be honest. And speaking of that draft, you know, have you given any thought yet to what you think the uh, draft will look like, uh, the Raw and SmackDown? I know I'm sitting here, and I'm going to give you my rundown first, and 
tell me what you think. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm out of my mind. I'm used to that. And then you can let me know uh, what you think. But I have a feeling. Fire away. You're going to see on Raw. On Raw, you're going to keep a lot of the new. You're going to see they're going to keep Ambrose, Rollins, and Roman all on Raw. But SmackDown, SmackDown's going to go like Cena, Styles, Orton. Is where you can bring in the Bullet Club too. You're going to see a lot. Uh, you know, I, Bill Crude had mentioned and Joe Pepitone had mentioned. You're going to see SmackDown a little bit more old school. Make it old school. Okay, you got to go with the guys who could handle it. I think Randy Orton can handle it. I think uh, uh, AJ Styles and and those guys can handle it. I think uh, Cena can handle it. Orton, Finn Balor. You know who who's a new guy? Who's a guy down in NXT? Maybe I I, I can see a Finn Balor wanting to go a little bit mm-hmm. more old school. Okay, and following it, he seems. To Austin me, I, totally you know why I like him? You know why I like Finn Balor? And for whatever reason, he seems like, A, he's a student of wrestling, but also willing to, you know, incorporate the new. You know, so I, I really do like that kid. Uh, the more I've watched him. But that's what I, I'm thinking that SmackDown's really going to go with the older Guys and the old school guys and guys that are going to be. I wouldn't be surprised to go see Jericho end up on SmackDown. You get where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. What, what do you What do you think as far as are they going to say well, on Raw? Are you going to keep Ambrose, Rollins, and Roman Reigns all together on on one I show, do, or are they going to split that up? I think your first two picks are going to be Rollins to Raw and uh, Ambrose to SmackDown myself, but I did some digging from some of the stuff we talked about in the production meeting. So a couple uh, sources that I have have gotten back to me and said basically tag teams will remain together. Official tag teams are considered one entity. Uh, the Wyatt family, for example, though, they can get drafted separately. So the New Day is considered one pick. Uh, each brand is no is not allowed to take more than two NXT selections because Triple H doesn't want to deplete the NXT roster so quickly. So the max that Raw and SmackDown can each take would be two guys from NXT. Um, okay. Raw is going to have the first pick, uh, which it should be. It's the flagship program, so that makes sense. So with that being said, I think Stephanie McMahon takes her guy Seth Rollins right off the rip. Um, yep. But I think Shane then takes the championship and Dean Ambrose over to SmackDown. Now, if they do SmackDown like you're talking about. I think, unlike Daniel Bryan, I'd rather see somebody like the Road Dog be the be the GM. Wow. So I think that would that would fit that uh, that would fit that to me uh, to a T. To have somebody like Road Dog would be perfect to bring that back to old school. I think uh, if Stephanie keeps Raw similar to what the format is now, I think Daniel Bryan would actually be a smarter. Uh, choice for her, plus it would have that natural, you know, good GM, bad commissioner, gives you that natural uh, 
you know, rivalry right there. So, but uh, pick-wise, I agree with you on Cena, Styles. I think Sasha Banks ends up on SmackDown. I think Charlotte, Rusev, The New Day, Roman Reigns, and Rollins will be your first five picks for uh, Raw. Uh, And it's going to be interesting to see what they really do with Reigns because everything, now, I I talked to a couple people recently in the WWE. And they told me that Vince McMahon is not a happy camper with Roman Reigns. Oh, no. I've heard the same thing. He is still, that man is still, now listen, you know, he is a perfectionist as it is, okay? But I think if you get pushed the way Roman Reigns got pushed, and he, let's say, it's, a fair thing to say that he got pushed a little faster than he was ready for. And you get that kind of push from Vince and you screw up. Yeah. You're going to see, like I said, he's not, he's not an easy man to get along with. We heard that from Joe Pepitone on FXE live that it's not easy to get along with him because he wants the perfect show. That he's still that mad with Reigns, um, uh, that's going to be interesting to see what they actually do with him and where he goes. Are they going to bury that kid now because of it? You know, uh, there are two completely, and I'll wrap up the WWE uh, with this statement. There are two completely different camps depending on who I talk to in the industry, whether or not Reigns survives this or not. So. It's going to be, it'll be a testimony to either what he does in that locker room to fix this or a testimony to how much his family is loved if they, if they take this kid back and they, they let him be something again. Well, let me, let me ask one, one question to go with that. Do you think sure. the news of Brock Lesnar failing that doping test now will affect, uh, maybe it sways McMahon a little farther one way or the other on that. Maybe he says, hey, we can't bring Lesnar back with a slap on the wrist and go forward if we're going to punish Reigns. So maybe that gets Reigns out of the doghouse, or they say, wow, two of our largest stars have now been hit for doping. We need to set an example, and they put the band hammer down on both of them. Uh, It depends. See, it depends on what Reigns failed for, and depending, again, on reports, I'm hearing uh, amphetamines and marijuana. So, um, again, it depends on the reports. These aren't my reports, folks. Don't hold me to it. Don't burn me at the stake if I'm wrong. But (laughs) I'm hearing it more than once. So it might be true. When you hear it from more than one source, it might be true. Um, but again, you give him a month now, all of a sudden, you know, you get this and Lesnar's going to fight it and this, that, the other. And really it should be, if they understood just how little a lot of people cared, I mean, really personally, I don't care if they're doping, they're eating Doritos or what, 
I really don't care. Oh, wait a minute. It's their body. Now, Doritos is where I draw the line. I can deal with doping, but if they're in Doritos, forget it. I'm not watching it. So. Uh, listen, uh, apparently you've never had a good Cool Ranch Dorito, sir. Oh, I don't do ranch. No, thank you, sir. Oh, see? Oh, there you go. Well, no, and that's it, folks. That's it. Any more WWE talk, join us on Wednesday, FXE Live, where we cover the whole draft, and the jester might just have a surprise for that show. Uh, yeah, actually, I have a surprise for that show, but I can't tell you because it's a surprise. <laughs> I love surprises. Anyway, folks, yes. And speaking of coming soon, coming soon is this. Coming soon is the idea that we have talked about so many things since we first started. Little by little, we've added everything that we've gone down the line, and we're going down that whole list. Next up on that list, folks, I am proud to announce, and I want to thank him very special person who donated this to fantasyjesterSports.com. Now, we are going to be raising money little by little for the Make-A-Wish people here in Florida, making a child's dream come true. I can't think of anything better than making a child's dream come true than the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I'd like to thank former New Jersey State Trooper Daniel, Daniel Doherty for his contribution to the show. Going up on the Fantasy Jester website, on the swag page, we're also going to set up on eBay. Uh, I'm waiting. My IT guys are working on getting it all set up and having it all tied in. I'm being honest with you. I don't handle that stuff, folks. Sorry. I'm waiting for everybody to tell me where and when. That's the truth. Your Uncle Jester is a fantasy sports guy. After that, I have a lot of help. I don't look this good naturally. I promise you that. Um, but anyway, seriously now, we have our first auction item, and it is the first of what is going to be many uh, auction items we're happy to announce I have a 1980 Sports Illustrated edition. And on the front of it, it says going, going, gone. And swinging a mighty bat is Reggie Jackson. And it is signed Reggie Jackson, number 44, in his handwriting, and underneath it, it says, Mr. October. That's right, folks. Our first memorabilia. If you're a Yankee fan, you're a baseball fan, or you're a Reggie Jackson fan, I am proud to announce that our first auction item for Make-A-Wish is a Sports Illustrated Reggie Jackson edition signed by Mr. October and signed as... Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. We will be putting that up on the site these coming days. I told you we'd be doing that. I told you we'd be doing swag. Go on the swag page. Click on the link. Go see every little jester item that we have for sale. 
Told you that was coming. It's on there. Go click on it. You buy something for Jester Swag, and again, you're helping Make-A-Wish Foundation. Go get something sports-related, Jester-related, Mr. October-related, and go make a child's wish come true. I mean, what a great combination, huh? You get something out of it. You get some great sports memorabilia or Jester Swag, and you get to help a child's dream come true. You can't beat that. Some of the other things that we talked about now, we actually have release times and dates that are coming, folks. We've talked about a FantasyJesterSports.com app for Apple, for iPhone, and for Android. That will be coming out, folks. I am happy to announce that will be coming out October 1st. Put it all together. I want to make sure it was done right, done by the right people. And I've done a lot of uh, research on it. Now, I want to put it together because we're going to make a couple of changes uh, over these next couple of months. But I'm happy to say the app is coming. You know what else is coming? The Fantasy Jester ebook. The Fantasy Jester ebook is coming, folks. And it's coming out one month coming out soon folks before you know it you'll be able to get information your fantasy jester how to play fantasy football fantasy baseball fantasy golf fantasy hockey fantasy basketball fantasy auto racing get the keys to play all of those straight from the fantasy jester himself Go to the recent article on FantasyJester.com. You can see the percentages, my winning percentages. Anybody want to call them into question? FantasyJester at Yahoo. Email me, and I'll be more than glad to send you a copy of my records in different sports, if you think I'm lying. And then I'll be more than glad to welcome you into one of my leagues and then take your money. And speaking of my leagues, There's going to be a special announcement, and this is our last announcement, coming real soon, Fantasy Jester football sites. You want to play Fantasy Jester and Fantasy football? Well, I'm setting up leagues, not sites. I'm setting up leagues, and you can play me. You can play JT. Maybe we can get JT in a couple of these, you know. Play us. And see how you can do. You think you got what it takes? You think you can beat an expert? Maybe you really don't think I'm an expert. I'll be more than glad to kick your ass. I have no problem with that. Bring your money. I'll put the sites up there. I'll tell you the different amounts. Join a league and put your money where your mouth is. You know, all big about the haters. Come on, haters. Put your money up. Let's play some fantasy football. Let's have some fun. And then let me laugh at you. Moving right along, speaking of the NFL and bringing JT back in, we have the NFL supplemental draft, JT, or uh, what was supposed to be it. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, July 14th at 1 p.m. was the NFL supplemental draft. Seven, uh, six eligible players. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. So we had some real studs available. And uh, who took who? I mean, 
you know, who can we expect to see in the NFL? Well, the best part about this is, is all six of these players are now free agents, if that tells you anything. And the uh, uh scouts that I've talked to, uh, my favorite part of this is, one scout said the best player available had his own pro day, and nobody showed up for it. Not one NFL Ouch. team. Ouch. So, and that's the best player available. Wow. Yeah, so, wow. NFL, uh, is the NFL trying to do away with the subdraft? It, it looks like it. You know, it's a seventh round and, and pick. Exactly. Why would you give up a None pick? of these. None of these guys were worth a team saying, hey, you know, like Jalen Overstreet, he's a running back from Sam Houston State. You know, hey, we see something in this guy. If he's still there in the seventh, we'll give up our seventh-round pick next year for him. Nope, nobody. Not a player. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I have that feeling this was a signal uh, by the owners. Uh, let's get rid of this. I wouldn't be surprised in the next uh, collective bargaining agreement if uh, they didn't do it, do away with that. So yeah, um, I think it's time. I think time has passed. That's fine. I, I won't miss it. And you know what? Most people won't. <laughs> Bye. No. See you. All right, folks. You know, just like we talked about earlier in the show, we talked about the American League. Gave you a little overview of what to expect and who who we're looking at and what the problems are or what the potentials are. Now we're going to go ahead. We're going to go to the National League. And one of the things, JT, before I get into this, about the team that I really am surprised at where they are, I look at the Nationals. I look at the Cubs. I look at the Giants. The Mets and the Dodgers, more than likely the five teams that are going to come out. I'd say it's a pretty good chance that four of those five I have correct, that those are the teams yeah, that are I going give, to represent the National League. I have four of your five. I have four of your five. I'm replacing the Mets with the Marlins. Okay. All right. And that's funny because – If you remember – if you remember on our on Fantasy Jester before the season started, I said the Mets wouldn't even make the playoffs. So right. I also said San Francisco and Houston in the World Series. So I'm still not looking too bad for that. But I don't think the Mets are going to make it. I mean, they're Harvey's out for the year. Syndergaard's having uh, bone spurs in his elbow. Mats is having the same issue. Conforto, who was somebody they were really relying on, is down in the minors. Uh, and they're not scoring. They're only averaging 3.8 runs per game. So if they're not hitting and their pitching is hurt, well, it doesn't look good for the Mets. Here's more bad news as far as the Mets are concerned. You know, a lot of Mets fans were hoping that uh, Zach Wheeler would be coming up around the All-Star break. And, you know, the latest I've heard now is the end of August is hopeful. Ooh. It's hopeful the end of August. So that really puts a damper. That puts it very close to, you know, his season's pretty much over. Uh, With one setback, it's pretty damn close to over with uh, one good setback. So you really can't count on Zach Wheeler. So, yeah, they are the team that is on the bubble with me. And (laughs) uh, 
what's funny though is of those five teams, you're dealing with the first, the second, third, fourth, and fifth team best ERAs. <laughs> I mean, that's just you, you can't make that up. Uh, if you go one through six, we mentioned the Indians earlier at six. We mentioned the Astros mm-hmm. at eight. Okay. But right now you're talking Nationals, first in the ERA, Cubs, second in the ERA, uh, Giants, fifth in the ERA, Mets, third in the ERA, Dodgers, fourth. Now, one thing about the Cubs, though, <laughs> the Cubs are second in ERA and they're second in runs. They're just a beast. Yeah. They are just yeah. really a beast. They're scary. 1.6 run differential. That's going to win you a lot of games. I'll tell you, that is scary. But here's one thing, folks, and, and JT alluded to my team that you got to watch that could sneak in there. And JT, you know, it, it's funny. We, I didn't have the opportunity, folks, I, I, I didn't have the opportunity really to go into this whole uh, part of this uh, with JT in the uh, production meetings. But, yes, the Marlins – there's some interesting numbers, folks, that I want to go and give all of you to pay attention. Why the Florida Marlins aren't thought of more seriously, I have no idea. Maybe it's because they're in Florida, a uh, small market area, okay? Even though, to me, I'm sorry, how is Miami a small market area? But, okay, fine. Here's what you're missing, folks. And now remember one thing. When first you're talking about their bats, it's a team that is currently managed by Don Mattingly, and their hitting coach is Barry Bonds. Now, last time, JT, I remember, aren't those familiar guys? Barry Bonds and Don Mattingly, they used to play baseball, didn't they? Yeah, I think they've played in a couple games and and may have a, a record or two amongst them. I remember that they they were hitters. I remember I remember distinctly that they were pretty good hitters. Pretty but, damn good defenders on top of that, too. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, uh, here's the funny thing. I, I'm being facetious, folks, okay? Don Mattingly, okay, his nickname was the Hitman for a reason. Mr. Donnie Baseball there, uh, great guy. And, and he really is a great guy. I used to run into him. Uh, again, for those of you who don't know, I am originally from New Jersey. Don Mattingly used to live the next town over, and I used to run into him on a regular basis at this one Italian deli. And he is an absolute gentleman to talk to, a great guy. Um, and then you have Barry Bonds, okay, who's done a little hitting himself. Uh, and he's doing the hitting. Uh, he's the hitting coach over there. And he only holds a couple of records or two. That's all. Nothing major, folks. And uh, here's the thing. They are second in hits in the majors. They are second in batting average in the majors. They are the best batting average in the National League, okay? But they have taken a guy like Marcelo Zuna, who last year was in the minor leagues, now, here's the kind of influence when you have Don Mattingly and you have Barry Bonds whispering in your ear, here's what happens. You take a guy that couldn't 
I mean, he's 25 years old. Couldn't get onto the major league roster because he was so inconsistent and really starting to look like he was just overwhelmed and had to be sent back down to the minors last year. They have taken the same guy, and at the All-Star break, he has 100 hits, 17 homers, 308, 308 batting average with 49 RBIs. That's what, that's what happens to your offense. You get guys stepping up. You, you have somebody like D. Gordon go down, and it doesn't matter. You have guys step up, filling in more than admirably. Okay. You have – now, when you look at the team and you figure, okay, well, they've got hitting coaches. How good could they be? Pitching-wise, now, for me, Chen, we and Chen is, is is not the answer at number three. I, I, I'm sorry. He's not your number three. If you ask me, Conley should be your third. Fernandez should be your first. And to me, this team is literally one starting pitcher, a number two man, away from serious contention. And I'll tell you why. Because while they are where they are in hitting, they're not that bad in pitching. They're not that far off. I don't want, and people understand, part of this game isn't just your starting pitchers. It's what's past your starting pitchers. Now, JT, take a look at this when you're talking about your bullpen. Are you ready? You Uh start out with your closer, A.J. Ramos. He's got a 219 average, okay, ERA, 28 saves. In 37 innings, he's got 48 Ks. You bring in, they just went and got Rodney, 1.01 ERA. In 35.2 innings, 38 Ks, a point, uh, .90 whip. You got Phelps, who happens to be an ex-Yankee. 2.87. In 47 mm-hmm. innings, he's got 57 Ks with a 111 whip. And, and he's he really Bar- settled into that eighth inning role, by the way. Oh, my God. And then you got Barraclaw, who's come in. In 36 innings, he's got 60 Ks. You got your experienced lefty, again, 2004 Yankee, and Mike Dunn. Mm-hmm. And then you got two guys. You got Nick Wigren who is 25-year-old righty, 25-year-old righty, who's putting in, they've given him 26 innings to work with so far. He's put up 28 Ks and an under one whip at .99. Then you add in another former first-round pick, Dustin McGowan, 32 innings, has 30 Ks with a .98 whip. There is literally only one guy out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitches in that bullpen, one guy with a whip over one. Oof. Guys that are now, putting up now. on average at least at least one K per inning. Per inning. And can you imagine if Carter Caps was available to, to put in that bullpen? Carter Caps is yeah, Carter Caps is out for the rest of the year. Imagine if he was in there. And I'm telling you now, you could go ahead and literally, if you, if you ask me, and they might, who knows, 
they have they have proven that they really aren't missing that much with D Gordon. The only thing that they were missing offensively, okay, was Stanton and his slow start. And, and he's come alive Back. over these last couple. Yeah, he's come alive over these last couple weeks. And you know what, folks? Here was my guess. Okay, my guess is Donnie and, and uh, Bonds both saw something in his swing, needed to fix it. And that was the adjustment period. I mean, that that's how I look at what went on with him. So right, and, me, and let's let's go ahead. I was gonna say let let's point out too a guy that's got what a three hundred million dollar contract. He doesn't fight him. He says, "Wait a minute, you're Donnie Baseball and you're Barry Bonds. You guys know what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you're saying. Not all the stars will do that. You know, Stanton's shown the ability to say, "Hey, I'm here to learn. I'll do what you tell me to do." Got to love that kind of player. You know, they've got a great club there. And I'm telling you, they are literally, in my eyes, now, I, I, what do I know? But I, I believe they are one starter away. And now my question is do they move one of those bullpen arms? Do they put a little package deal together, JT? Maybe move uh-huh. one, of the, one of those arms. Okay, maybe they move a Whitgren. Okay, twenty-five-year-old young guy. All right, they've got Barraclaw, so go ahead, maybe move a Whitgren and package him with a D Gordon. See, your offense has proven you can you you can do stuff without him. Now, do you take that opportunity to move Gordon and a Whitgren and see what you can get on the open market for for a starting pitcher? I mean. To me, again, unless all of a sudden, all of a sudden, unless uh, we and Chen starts pitching like he's supposed to, I mean, well, one of the one of the interesting one of the interesting names I'm hearing through some of the media outlets out there, you know, who knows if this is information or misinformation being reported, but uh, being an A's fan, I have heard that they do have interest in Rich Hill, uh, the lefty. You know, 90 Ks and 76 innings, and like a 2.25 ERA. Uh, you know, they're in Oakland. I mean, it's Oakland. It's not like it's going to cost a lot. So, you know, that would be interesting to see them put that kind of lefty strikeout pitcher in their rotation. Right behind Fernandez. Well, I'm biased, but to me, Fernandez is the best pitcher in baseball. Clayton Kershaw fans, feel free to throw stuff at me on Fez437 at Twitter, but. I'm taking. If I'm starting a team, Fernandez is best pitcher in baseball. He's a horse. He's a horse, and you know, from what I hear, he's a really nice kid. And I'm hoping over the next week or two, Mrs. Jester as a uh, dodge. She's going to go, uh, folks. You know, hey, by the way, it's funny. One of our sponsors is um, Deep Obsession Charters, and I'm going to talk about them here in, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but it's funny, Mrs. Jester is about to go on a dive with Deep Obsession Charters, and while she's there, I'm going to slip over to the Marlins and see who I can talk to. Uh, one of the guys I'd love to talk to is Jose Fernandez. I heard he's absolute, absolute great guy to talk to, um, but we're working on setting that up and seeing who we can uh, get on the air uh, with them. Uh, matter of fact, I've been uh, going back and forth on uh, my Facebook message with uh, one of the guys down there, uh, one of the people in the uh, Marlins front office. So we're seeing what we can work out, and that's coming down the pike. 
Uh, no, I actually, like I said, uh, hopefully it'd be nice. What I, hey, Ralph, if you're listening to the show, try, I'd also like to be able to run into Donnie again and talk about that Italian deli. They had some great sandwiches. Um, but we'll see what we can work out with them. Yeah, no, folks, I look at the other teams in, in the NL, and I, I really – I think the Marlins are still a year off from really giving the Cubs any kind of any kind of real run. The Mets, I don't think they, they can give the Cubs a run. The Dodgers, it's going to be, you know, what kind of health can they get for their pitching staff in general? I, I, it's going to be a three-team horse, a three, uh, three-horse uh, race here between the National Cubs and Giants. You still think that the Giants can go ahead and beat the uh, Cubs? Absolutely. Um, you know, in my opinion, after, and again, Kershaw fans, go ahead and throw stuff at me, but the second best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, is Madison Bumgarner. Uh, you look at San Francisco's rotation, you look at their bullpen, uh, and you look at their offense, ballpark they play in, and last time I checked it is 2016, uh, even number year. I'm still the, – the, the Giants are still my horse. I got you. I got you. No, no, I got I – got, um, I'm, I'm still with the uh, Cubs and the Strohs, although the Indians could make me a liar. Um, I'm still oh. with the Cubs and the Strohs. Yeah, no, the Indians could I make me a liar. And, um, and, and I'd have to – Friend have of the to, program. Yeah, Friends yeah, the program, that's what, Jim Rosenhaus. Yeah, well, I put that saying. question to him. I know. So, I know you did. You, you talked. You you specifically uh, mentioned the Cubs and Indians too. Um, but no, sit tight, Miami Marlin fans. Uh, they're not that far off. Uh, whether the rest of the country sees it or not, don't worry. Uh, some of your good analysts out there, such as JT and myself. We are paying attention, and uh, we see you guys coming. We see you coming. Anyway, folks, um, also, as I had alluded to earlier, before we go on to our uh, next uh, segment, I want to go ahead and uh, – you know what? Before that, JT, you're set? You you were done with the NL before I go on? And yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much at that point, like you said, three-team race. I do like the Marlins, but uh, – yeah, we're, we'll we'll cover them when we go division by division. Good. All righty. All righty. Um, what I'm going to do is I'd like to go ahead and we've got to pay some more bills. This one's a live one. Hi, how are you? I am the Fantasy Jester live. Anyway, seriously, folks, I am here. I am supposed to speak kindly. And uh, what's good is we're going to have a pre-recorded, much like the uh, – Bread from your bed commercial. You know, I, I love it. We're, we're really coming along as a podcast here. And little by little, we're adding uh, these sponsors and commercials. We're going to actually have a uh, recorded commercial for Deep Obsession. This will be the last one uh, that will be uh, live and me just rambling. Uh, but besides me live and rambling, this is going to be the last one of me doing it. This is going to be the last one of me doing the Deep Obsession commercial. We have a surprise guest doing the Deep Obsession commercial, and that will be airing 
We will uh, actually have that and be debuting it on FXE Live this Wednesday. But for now, here you go, folks. Hi, I am the Fantasy Jester. I'm here for Deep Obsession. Charters. <laughs> Shocking. No, seriously. Anyway, folks, you know, whether you live in beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning to visit the beautiful Sunshine State, you know, uh, plenty of people come here on vacation. You have to go to Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of West Palm Beach area. You know, they're, they're really a full-service dive operation with equipment sales and rentals. They also, they're also PADI certified, you know, uh, which is huge. You want to make sure that you're PADI certified. It's a great certification. It's a PADI certified dive center that offers certification from beginners all the way up to pro and everything in between. Uh, they teach you nitrous. They teach you rev. They teach you, you know, I mean, it's incredible. Ryan is fantastic there. Amber is absolutely great. She's an absolute sweetheart. Um, again, like I said, I've, I've done business with them. Uh, I'm not just speaking because they are paying me to speak. These are, these are actually really good people and they, they give you a great time, but um, yeah, no, Deep Obsession, they offer uh, wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted the world's best macro dive site. Their adventures, their baited shark uh, dives, here you'll be educated on the importance of conservation for the endangered uh, creatures. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharter.com. They're everywhere, folks. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They are on YouTube. You want to go, You can get a great idea of what you're going to go see. Don't take it from me. Go, go see what Ryan and the gang are doing there at Deep Obsession Charter. Or you can call 561-707-2045. Again, that is 561-707-2045. I, I, I love doing that. Oh, wait. I, I think I was supposed to say dive, dive, dive. All right, there. Dive. Dive, 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 dive. Dive deep obsession charters. There you go, folks. There's my last live commercial. Uh, I'm not crazy about doing that. I get a bunch of, I, I, I'm giving an outline and told, uh, go make it sound good. All right. I'll make it sound good. Problem is, though, is when you're winging it, okay, sometimes you can miss and, uh, you know, you try and do a good job for the client. And like I said, I can't wait till we do the recorded version because sometimes when I do it, it's like, where's the earth shattering kaboom? I missed the mark. It didn't sound right. Hopefully it sounded right. They really are. They're great people. Fun dives. Uh, I don't know. I don't dive. I can't because of a medical condition. But my wife dives, and she loves them. So uh, she's been diving for a little while now. She's been able to dive with several different companies, and she swears by them. And they are. They're really just nice people to deal with. So deep obsession, folks. I, I, I definitely get I don't want to hear anything. You know, deep obsession, people. I don't care how nice you are. I know I gave you your money's worth that time. 
don't hear crap from you. Get out of here. And while you're at it, Ryan, learn how to play fantasy football, brother. Anyway, um, yeah. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to bring in JT for our last segment here. Fact or fantasy? Folks are really starting to like this. I mean, we're putting it on uh, both this show and the Gridiron guys on Thursday, 7 p.m. Because people do like this. It's a fun little comparison. and gives people something to talk about. Even after the show is over, you can talk to your friends about this. We're giving you what, what, where else can you go that, that, you know, give you something to talk about with your friends. You know, we're going to give you the topic to go give them, you know, go tell your best friend. Fact or fantasy, the New Jersey Devils will make the playoffs this year. You know, coming into this, when I first gave that to uh, JT uh, in our production meeting, I got all kinds of heck from Mr. Townsend. Uh, because it was pertaining to a certain team that I follow. How dare me? Um, Mr. Townsend? Oh, yeah. yeah. Be, happy with your, be happy with your Stanley Cup, sir. Oh, I'm going to be happy with Did you with just win the Stanley Cup? Did you win your Stanley Cup? Oh, we did, yeah. Okay. Uh uh, just be happy with that. Some of us uh, have to get back there, you know. Not everybody just won the <laughs> cup, sir. Sorry. You guys just need to get to the playoffs. Then what, five oh, games? Jeez, please. You know, and we went on. Here, here's the craziest part, okay? If you go look at Devil's history just before this most recent streak where Lou Lamarill just said, I don't care about this team anymore. I hate the ownership, okay, which is basically what happened. He didn't like the ownership, okay? They butt heads. Uh, uh, it wasn't the ownership he came in with, okay? And the new ownership, he keeps he kept butting heads. So what did he do? He pretty much blew the team up, if you ask me, okay? It was pretty intentional, if you, uh, again, if you ask me. But um, we, went, we haven't made the playoffs in some time now. And before that, we were on a streak of like 24 out of the last 25 years or some crap like that until Lou said, I don't want to do this anymore. But fortunately for me, we stole somebody from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I know, listen, if a Pittsburgh Penguins being fair about this, a Pe- Pittsburgh Penguin fan is being about fair about this, they can't really be thrilled about losing Shiro. I, I don't think you should be thrilled about losing uh, a GM like Shiro, but I'm happy we have him. Now, with that said, the Jersey Devils were God awful on offense last year. That's not my opinion. That's the truth. They were the worst offensive team in the league last year. Goaltending wise, though, they were ninth in the league in goals against. So, really, we just had to work on our offense. And for the first time, and I can't remember now for a couple of years, I think since Parisi's been there. So that's got to be about five years now, six years, yep. about five yep. years, five years now. We actually have a real first line with real first line players. I mean, I'm just blown away. Adam Henrique centering Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri. Wow, we got a first line. Now, we don't have really much for a second line. We got Camilleri going to play on the second line. And we're still working out the second, third, and fourth lines. But, hey, all right, 
We've got goaltending, we've got defense, and we got one line. Now we'll see what we can put together for a second line. And that's not bad after one full season of Shiro at the helm. It, to me, it takes three to four years before you get to really see what any GM is doing. Uh, and in that, I, I already see the upward trend. They've gotten younger. They've gotten scoring. So, uh, hell yeah, if you don't mind me saying. Hell yeah, the Devils are making it to the playoffs this year. Boy, yeah, that's, uh, don't agree yeah, with me all at once. That's that's fantasy as big as the word fantasy in all capital letters can be. Uh, aside from your special teams unit, which is one of the better units in the league, I'll give you guys that. But you know, here's a, some numbers for you. So eight out of the top ten teams in shooting percentage made the playoffs last year. You guys were 12th. So, I mean, that's not that far away. But let's look at it. Shots on goal. You guys had 2,003 shots on goal last year, about 24 a game which was 435 shots below league average. So 11 out of the top 15 teams in shots made the playoffs. So in the number one team, Pittsburgh, won the Stanley Cup. So Taylor Hall's a great start to that. But, you know, puck possession is something you guys need to work on. Um, I just – I don't see – I love Taylor Hall, good player, but I don't see him being enough – to put you guys in the race this year. Yeah, I think you're still a year away. So I'm going fantasy. Uh, I, I think we can, I think we can sniff that last spot. I didn't say we had a juggernaut and I didn't say we had like a number two, number three seed. Cause they're still coming. They well, are. But think here's what this. I am think hoping for. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I said you guys were 435 shots below league average. The the next team above you, the 29th ranked team, had 262 more shots on goal than you guys did. Think about that number. You're not getting the puck on net. You're not winning games. I don't care how good Corey Schneider is. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, without question. My thing is this, okay? Now, I thought Taylor Hall was a pretty good player. Seems Mr. Hall now has a pretty big chip on his shoulder. He's pretty upset about being traded. And he said, no disrespect to the Devils. But he will be playing a little extra motivated this year. Now, again, like I said, we have one line. But I've seen, listen, here, here, and here's why, because I can, I can go literally right to our crosstown rivals, the, the Rangers. You know how many times I've seen the Rangers make the playoffs and all they had was one line with Nash? Okay, so it's not impossible to make the playoffs with one line. But at least we have a line. See, before this, we didn't have a first line. You got to understand, for a Devils fan, this isn't like, okay, you know, I wish I had Crosby on my first line and Malkin on my second line. I really do. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm not dumb. Okay. But here's the thing. I didn't have anything. I had no offense. I had nobody these past several years. So I'm happy. I'm happy we actually have an offensive first line that you actually have to worry about. That is like, you, you know, know, the building block there. Building block for I us. See I see a, like a Frankenstein trend here. So your football team, the Giants, has no defense, 
and your hockey team, the Devils have no offense. If you could combine those two somehow and flip the switch, I mean, we're talking Stanley Cup or Super Bowl. I just want to flip you. If I could only reach you, you son of a mm. – <laughs> Leave my teams alone, you hater. Anyway. Hey, you bring them up. You're fair game, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I know. I, know. I didn't bring up my Giants. You had to go there. Just hating well, on know. my I'm defense. I'm actually shocked. I mean, I think you got the shakes by now. We're almost an hour and a half into the show, and you haven't mentioned Giants yet. So I figured you might get the shakes. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'm better now. Um <laughs> Casey Leno Beckham said, call me in the morning. Um, next up, sticking with the hockey team real quick, one more. Two Canadian teams will make the playoffs this year. JT, fact or fantasy, two Canadian teams will make the playoffs this year. Well, I mean, Edmonton, uh, you know, even though they've lost a score that's been mentioned earlier, uh, Edmonton looks like a, a scary team. Uh, Montreal's made some good moves this year. Um, I think they're both going to be young, exciting teams. Trading Subban surprised me, but uh, they picked up some some nice uh, return in that trade. So I'm going to say, fact, two Canadian teams make the playoffs. Fact, three Canadian teams make the playoffs. Ooh, ooh, one one of them, okay. And one of them isn't Montreal. Even better. Edmonton? There's a there's a scary pick. It really is. But the other two, are you ready? I'm taking Calgary. Wow. Calgary okay. was Calgary was tenth in goals four. Okay, you've got a young offense that's still learning, and their weakness just got some help by adding Brian Elliott. Yeah, that is that is a nice add. So when you're that close, they didn't. They weren't that far from a playoff spot. They they were only uh, what was it seven nine points uh, out of a playoff spot. At a playoff spot, right? And you uh, think the goaltender's got to be worth that? You got to figure Elliot's good for three four wins. It's got to be at least at least three or four wins. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking Calgary. Okay. And the other team. Third? I think, yeah, the off-season addition normally of a coach really <laughs> it doesn't normally lend to a big change, but I think with this team it does. Ottawa adding Guy Boucher. Right. Now, I had an opportunity to uh, watch Guy Boucher's work down here in Tampa and what kind of what kind of coaching style he brings and he is exactly what an undisciplined to me i'm sorry ottawa players great guys i'm sure you all are but undisciplined he's going to bring a discipline to that team he's going to bring a defensive responsibility to that team that's going to change how that team plays they are wasting some great goaltending there. They have two great goaltenders, right. not one. Yes, they they do. have two really good goaltenders. Uh, and now it's time to see what this team does 
with some defensive responsibility. I'm telling Ability. you, Boucher right. is going to make a difference. Now, the only Chester. thing with Calgary is this. Uh-huh. If, if those changes all happen and they can adjust in that first year. First that's year, the only right. thing. Yeah. Since you're going out on a limb, I have one hockey thing I'd like to throw out there, and this is uh, a shout-out to my good friend Tate Dello. I'm predicting that the Buffalo Sabres will edge out the Bruins by one point to claim the eighth playoff seed in the Eastern Conference. <sighs> Poor Tate. Sabres will go to the playoffs. We're just – you're just so – you know, here's what the problem is. It's Tate's such a nice guy. The family is such great people. You're just desperate yes, to say are. something nice about one of those poor Buffalo teams that really, they just really just not good. And you're just trying to be really nice. He must, you know, he, you must be trying to make a trade with him or something because this sounds like a suck up job. If you ask me, but hey, uh, my name's not Sam Klum. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh Lord, he's heavens to Betsy. I, I can't even wait to post that uh, tomorrow. CBS League. I post my uh, post my team. Post my uh, on the block. On the block. Anyway, folks, oh, I, I can't believe it. That is. Been... Yeah. Oh my lord, he's heavens to Betsy. Well, it is. Uh... And we're not even going to get all through Factor Fantasy, folks. That has been the Fantasy Chester Show. Join us next week when Jennifer joins us. When Sarah Kelly joins us, we're going to have a couple of females on next week. It's going to be a great show. Women Power next week on the Fantasy Chester. Don't forget to join us. FXE Live, Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. Gridiron Guys, 7 p.m. on Thursday. I am the Fantasy Jester. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I love you all. Have a great night. Opportunity. Talk to you soon. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.